Access All Areas on FUBAR Radio. Hello, good evening. Welcome to Access All Areas. I am Stephen Lane. And I'm Bobby Norris. How are you, babes? All right. <laughs> oh, bless you. Had a bit of a rubbish week uh, from my jab, but I am fine. Um, and, you know, also UK's result of Eurovision. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing really good. Really good, thank you. Had a lovely weekend. Was thinking of you, obviously, because I know you live and breathe Eurovision and you've waited <laughs> two years Two years, it. yeah. How, how was it for you? <sighs> well... <laughs> Probably, probably should have bet, bought, borne in mind that I wasn't feeling too good. So drinking nonstop beer from from five pm um, until about two in the morning was not going to do me any good. Um, but no, I mean it was it was it was fun. It was really fun. I'm excited that um, Italy won. I think they were like a really deserving winner. It also kind of showed, I think, where the UK goes wrong because the top two songs were like this Italian rock song, proper, proper rock music. And then the number two was France's, which was my personal favourite, which is very intimate ballad in French. And you just think, you know, we're sending this kind of really nice, but really quite simple pop song. We need to like try a bit harder, try a bit harder, really push the boundaries, I think, of, um, of, of, uh, of Eurovision. But it's interesting to see, you know, I was reading the New York Times, right, about wrote about it it was like making press in all over the world and I just think like it shows that it's not what people think it is I think sometimes with Eurovision it's not this kind of uh I don't know like a tacky you know 90s kind of like where it's all uh what's the word like uh uh Christ this is bad isn't it um like you know like joke acts like joke acts yeah like um, uh, yeah so and it's and it's something and it's just a really fun night of entertainment but um yeah, I'm I mean, looking it's... forward to talking to you about it because you are Mr. Eurovision to me. <laughs> I know how much you love it, and I've always been really honest. I've, I've never really been been one of them boys. And yeah, yeah. I don't. And, and I want to be. I feel like do you know what? Next year I might try. <laughs> You've missed the boat now. You, I mean, you have, it was only last week, Bob. Christ. I know. Um... I've got another year to go. But <laughs> well, I, the guy we had. Yeah, the UK. We've interviewed him yeah. only a couple of months ago, haven't we, on the show? James he, Newman. It was a lovely guy, but um, just wasn't his night, was it? Certainly wasn't. Coming in last, I don't think anyone necessarily anticipated. But when you put it up against the other songs, you can kind of see why. I think. I mean, I did, I I reckon there probably is a small element of politics, but I really don't think that it is the biggest point of it. And I think people uh, misunderestimate how much people. You know what 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 was there to vote for in his performance maybe not much in the end um so it it was it was it was a poor night for for the for the uk but i'm excited to be able to go to italy next year i think that'll be dead exciting and um, will you go yeah 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 i'm definitely planning on going unless unless anything happens in the meantime but um yeah i mean it would be lovely to spend spend a week in Milan or Rome or or Turin or oh, Bologna. Gosh, yeah, there's loads of cities have already started to bid for it because um, they know how much tourism revenue it brings in. So it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting. I like this period where it's like finding out where the city's gonna be and kind of like planning a holiday because you know you don't just go there and watch Eurovision for five days because there's not that much to watch. You do go and like explore the city and it's like a nice it's a nice thing to do. So yeah, it'll be it'll be exciting. 
wherever it is in Italy, I mean, it's one of the only countries, well, not one of the only, there's loads of countries I've not been, but I've never been to Italy. Have you not? Um, never. But I always feel like there's so much of Italy I want to do. Yeah, it's beautiful. About it, do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's beautiful. I love the food, the coffee. I just feel like I love I love Italy and I've not been. Yeah, so yeah. Where will you find out what part of Italy it will be? Because the places you're saying already, they're all like massive like holiday destinations and city breaks already. So you better yeah. start booking yourself an hotel base. <laughs> Some people do. Some people do because they because um, they look at where's most likely and stuff like that. It's quite interesting, the whole process. So some people do like, you know, you can like reserve hotels and things like that. Um, yeah, so uh, we it's usually kind of late August, September is when you find out where's, where's doing it. So, um, so yeah, it should be exciting. What about you? Anyway, what, what do you get up to this weekend? Anything exciting? So I left Essex for the weekend. Are you madman? <laughs> oh no, I went crazy. Don't know what, it was so lovely to go and catch up my friend Tanya, who's on the Real Housewives mm. of Cheshire. She, she's one of my really good friends, and um, it was her 40th birthday. So lovely. I went up there, and because um, they was filming her party for the show, mm-hmm. and it's just so nice to. To, to just see friends that, especially when you live so far away, because obviously mm-hmm. my, my friends in Essex, fortunately I work with a lot of them. We, we've got around being able to see each other because we've been working together or you can go for walks or all that yeah. jazz. But when someone's in Cheshire and someone's in Essex, it's just been impossible. So that's been lovely and uh, no, just really nice. But yeah, a little bit of mosh, but lovely. Well, just seeing people. Yeah, and just seeing one of your good friends that, you, you've not seen for and it's kind of scary how much time passes us by mm-hmm. I think we've so although it feels like we've been in this forever and a day I think the other side of the coin it's almost gone kind of quick and when you step back and you think god I've not seen someone for a year and a half maybe longer that's that's quite a chunk of time yeah I think a lot of life happens in that time I mean probably not in this last year and a half <laughs> not no. much has happened to anyone but um, but yeah, I mean, totally, you know, I've, I've, uh, I've got a week next week, I'm going to see my family, and I haven't seen them since August, so I don't always, or early September, I can't remember, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, my nephew's grown up quick, you know, and I, I don't want to miss much, so it's going to be, it's going to be really nice to, to see them and hang out, see my mum, see my grandparents, like, you know, yes, I totally get it, I imagine it's probably going to be quite emotional for me, but then I say that, but then after a week, I'm like, Ready to get back to London. I'm done. That was that was nice, but I'm done. But in yeah. terms of your second vaccination, how was it? I know you're feeling a little bit rough now, but it's a weird. I was expecting because of what people have told me that with the second one, you feel less effects. So I was really anticipating just like breezing through it. And really the day after I was fine, but then it's just been kind of a lots of just weird tiny things. You know, I had a, I had a migraine yesterday morning, but then I had a headache in the evening two different kinds of headaches and just just feeling a bit ropey and I've been so pro-vaccine and I'm still pro-vaccine obviously I want everyone to get jabbed as soon as possible but I was not prepared for feeling this ropey for this long the weirdest thing I'm finding is the concentration and some kind of like lack of focus and and that's been quite hard because I'm not normally like that it's a bit like being drunk (laughs) a bit like being not quite able to order your thoughts properly um but you know i know it'll be fine and i just have to just power through and, and happy to be fully vaccinated i'm guessing exactly exactly and you know I'm, and it means i'll be able to 
see my family next week and not worry about it and all of those kind of things so yeah i'm dead excited um, oh, amazing yeah um, we but uh well speaking of real housewives earlier you we have a real housewives guest on today don't we we do we have the lovely nicole who yeah. i was having a little chat with at the weekend it's just so excited to have another little chat i was like i'm sure i'm interviewing you on tuesday <laughs> we're not gonna have anything left to say we're just sitting in silence for 15 oh, minutes oh me and the housewives have always got a lot to say Steve. don't you worry about that good babes. good i'm glad to hear that well yeah so we've got nicole uh well we've got christina rianoff really exciting uh former strictly pro um to you know turn theater former turn yoga teacher um coming up uh first then we have uh, the lovely nicole and then finally fellow fellow strictly uh well former strictly star uh, arlene phillips to talk about her night uh, an evening with arlene phillips um which i believe is taking place in london um uh soon so it'll be it'll be great to speak to her um i know last week we spoke a little bit about uh j-lo and ben affleck yes and i have to say i am so obsessed with this because now I don't know if you've seen the latest. Um, they uh, they were seen kissing. So, we, you know, they'd been on a weekend away, just the two of them. I mean, that kind of gives the game away, doesn't it? It's unlikely that they're just going as pals. Um, <laughs> then they've been seen kissing in the gym. But then also, I do think this is genuinely, genuinely really interesting. She has been seen wearing a watch that Ben gave her in 2002, nearly 20 years ago. Ben gave her this watch. She's now wearing it again. Now, that means she's... I've got it the wrong, wrong way around. Ben was seen wearing a watch that Jennifer gave him. This is exactly what my mind is doing at the moment. Like and this is the watch that he wore in her video back in 2002, wasn't it? Yes, I believe it was in Jenny from the Block, it, but I might Jenny be wrong. from the Block. Yeah. But, but, but that means he's been married since. He's been married. He has kids with Jennifer Garner. And he has kept that watch that whole time and is now wearing it again. Wouldn't you, if you were the ex, be like, excuse me, <laughs> where'd you been hiding that watch all that mean. time? <laughs> I know what you mean, because part of me, when I first saw it, and I kind of feel like it's gone on this little journey of them and it's been in an iconic music video and it's kind of like a nod to their past relationship. Mm -hmm. To me at first was the old romantic. I was like, oh my God, I love that. Has it just been sat in the safe and now they're back together. It's rocking the watch. It means so much. But now you say that, yeah, I think I'd have the arse a little bit if he'd been keeping that watch in the safe all them years. When... But then, do you know what? I don't know, because I'd like to say the level-headed person, if he weren't wearing it and he was just in the safe, that's fair enough. I'm sure it's an expensive watch. But I think part of me maybe would be bothered now that it's been brought back out. Where is it? Unless maybe J-Lo had kept on to it all this time. But then we've got to ask ourselves, why has she been holding on to the watch? <laughs> yeah, it's like... Oh, it's a conundrum safe. Well, I think that's the thing. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just a watch, isn't it? So if someone bought you a nice watch maybe you'd keep hold of it. I mean, I can understand that. But then, I don't know, part of me, if I was the ex, would be a bit like, oh, you little shit. I mean, I just think I'd be like, like, it's almost as if you'd have this in the back of your mind all along. Do you know what I mean? I'm I'm sticking with my initial old romantic about it. Okay. I'm thinking it's a lovely thing. Um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, I love that I'm thinking, are we ever going to find out where the watch has been kept all these years? Which one had it? Was it being kept for anything in particular? But like I say, if it's a very expensive watch, it, it's not saying you're going to throw in the car boot on a 
Sunday morning and go, do you know what? If you can get a five or three in Dagenham Market, do it. Do you know what I mean? I'm sure it's, yes. it's going to cost a couple of quid. That is um, true. Yeah, but I, I kind of, exes aside, kids and all that, the fact they're back together and they've got that, I mean, there's <clears> so much more to them than just the watch. But I kind of, I just think it's really sweet and really lovely. But kissing in the gym, that's what I was, I was a bit like, it's a bit gross kissing in the gym, isn't it? When I'm training, the last thing I want to be doing is having a little uh, checking on, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it seems a bit like, I don't know, maybe you're not working out to your fullest if, you're, if you've got yeah. time to be stalking. No, no one would want to kiss me after I've had a session in the gym, I'm telling you. I, exactly, yeah. I'm a mess. I'm crawling out the gym. But it's also I'm quite interesting that they were spotted at a gym. Do they not have private gyms i don't i'm a bit confused by that like you would have thought i can't so imagine J Lo on get... their holiday is that where it was I maybe so because i reckon both of them have got gyms at home they look yeah. sort of have a gym at home to me <laughs> I, would, I can't imagine jayla not having a, a dance studio with yeah. all gym <laughs> with all the money she and success she has yeah um but yeah i mean maybe i mean more more power to them right i guess it's like Hard I know, know we said last week, I think this story is going to grow and grow, and we're certainly, this won't be the last week we talk about it, but let's just edge our little Betsy. Do you reckon, do you reckon we could see marriage with these two? I mean, who knows? I have a feeling that, that if they did, it would be so massive. I just don't think that either of them would be prepared for how, how big it would be. Even, you know, we thought it was big in 2002. Well, now we've got the mail online and, you know, yeah. all these page yeah. six and all that. Free social, it was all back then. Exactly. So, I, yeah, it will be huge if they do. I guess we'll have to see. Um, well, there was, another, there was another small little news story this week which I thought was quite exciting and we've been speaking a little bit about. Jessie Nelson's officially signed her uh, a record contract with Polydor. Um, and it's working on new it. music, yeah. What do you think? I'm, I'm kind of excited to see what she'll bring out. Definitely. I kind of thought from when she left, I could always see her doing something, <coughs> and I kind of thought she would do the solo route. Um, and that's off to her. I think the fact she's been apparently in the studio the last few months, she's got herself a record deal. Um, I'm really intrigued to see the kind of the album she's going to bring out. I think we're going to see a slightly different side to Jessie. Mm. And yeah, I'm here for it. I think it's really nice. And I love the way she supported the girls when they won their Brits. She put a little story up on Instagram um, congratulating them. But what I was really intrigued about, because I kind of thought, oh, would you be a little bit gutted that you had left before you got your Brit award? Mm-hmm. But apparently because the Brit rules are, who's ever in the band when you're nominated gets the statue. So apparently they'll still send her a statue. Ah, interesting. I wonder if she'll have it on the fireplace. That's what I was going to say. Would you put it up or would you? I don't know. I reckon you probably wouldn't straight away, but one day when you're over it, which she will be, yeah. then it'll come out, right? Like and it, she's brought um, a lot to the table with the band, and I think she, oh, yeah. quite, she quite rightly deserves a statue. So, Jesse, if you want to get it out and pledge it up and put it on that mantle, you do it, babes. 100%, I agree. Well, uh, our first guest, Christina uh, Rianoff, is here, so let's get her in. Lovely. Hello, guys. You all right? How are you, hon? Thank you for joining us. That's okay. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. How's everything going, my love? Well, it's going okay. It's sort of one of those things where the world came back to normality and it all went a little bit crazy, really. (laughs) (laughs) 
I think that's the way it's been for a lot of people. But but there's there's been some exciting. You've got some exciting projects in the work, haven't you? I do, I do. But like I said, it was all kind of happening at the same week. I've opened back my store yoga studios in Northampton, which were closed for nearly a year due to lockdowns. And I got back on stage. So it sort of all happened at the same week at the same time. But it's very exciting to be back on stage and dance and perform and obviously dance to live music as well. So we're in the show in Lincoln New Theatre Royal and the show called Cabaret. X, Strictly Cabaret X, with the wonderful Ray Quinn. And it's it's something I just wanted to choreograph at the beginning, but then ended up performing in it as well. And let me tell you, it is just an amazing feeling to be back on stage and obviously perform in front of live audience. I've missed it so much. And all of the artists, all of the singers said exactly the same thing. It, it, it's amazing to be back. And your first show is Friday evening, is that right? Well, the Friday, actually last Friday was the opening night. Um, it was more like a press night, if you wish. And um, the show is kind of your all big sort of cabaret songs, you know, famous cabaret songs. But um, there's lots of dancing, lots of singing. And, you know, we just want to see how the show goes. You know, the, the five, the first five Fridays will be a bit like a pilot. And we might take it on the road around the country, but we'll see how it all goes, really, <laughs> you know, with the world coming back to normality so how were the how were the audience what was it like performing is everyone having to wear masks and things like that yes so the audience has to has to wear a mask and um we obviously had like our professional barber on which we you know rehearsed together with my dancers and so on i mean it's the, the theater did outstanding job to create sort of very safe environment for everyone but um it was very surreal to actually step onto the stage into those lights and see people in the audience last yeah. show I, I did was third of march 2020 so i was finishing my own tour last year uh, on the 3rd of March was my last show in Peterborough and I thought I'll never dance again on stage in front of live audience because, you know, we all already knew about, you know, sort of COVID coming around and, and yeah, that's that. So obviously theatre has been closed and, you know, all of my fellow sort of dancers and performers out of work for a year. It's been really, really tough year for the industry, really hard year for the industry. So it was a very emotional night. And at the end when we had the standing ovation, and it was so amazing, you know, people really just didn't want to let, it, let us go. And we just wanted to kind of remember that moment because it was so surreal and it was so special. You know, definitely a very special moment to be back on stage. And like you say, with, with the, the last 15, 16 months that we've all had, I think, as obviously, as well as the industry, which has been hit so hard, I think there's a massive need and want for theatres and shows and for people like the audience to come and see things live now. So I bet it was really emotional for all of you involved. Yeah, people, you know, we all on stage had a tear eye and so of the audience. They were just going and going for the claps and the standing innovation. It was so lovely. And Ray Quinn, who is hosting the show, even he kind of had a bit of tears and we just like, okay, we can't cry. We just can't ruin the makeup. Let's get on. <laughs> Let's do one more kind of finale show. But do you know what? There is a real kind of 
feeling of relief, I think, from everyone mm. that we're coming back to normality. It's okay to to see people and to enjoy your life again, you know. And I think life theatre is such a quintessentially English thing to do, you know. And and it's just people love going to the theatre. People love, you know, seeing performances. And and um, you know, the industry works. Everybody who works in the industry uh, behind the stage or on the stage very hardworking people they literally dedicate their lives to their craft you know and mm. and it's just so many people were out of work you know that's the industry I think being hit you know very very hard and so it's nice that they were all back working. How has it been for for you personally you know being a being a mum in the pandemic has obviously been a struggle for a lot of people how, how have you found it you know did you have to do kind of homeschooling and things like that? It was really tough. There is no doubt about it. And I don't want to sugarcoat it. And I don't want other moms to feel that I'm any different. I'm exactly the same as everyone. It's very, it was very, very hard. Mm-hmm. Hard and um, kind of, do you know what? You feel you feel almost angry at what was happening with the country. And, and I mean, I don't want to go into the political kind of side of things and say <laughs> yeah. the government did it all wrong, but they did do it all wrong in my eyes. Because mm-hmm. on top of everything what happened to to push the parents, you know, to sort of homeschool. And we all kind of were told that we have to give like three hours a day for our homeschooling at least. And I was like, how can I do that? You know, I have two businesses online, the yoga that the kids are dancing classes to run. I have to feed my family. I have to provide for my family. On top of it, I have to be a school teacher. Yeah, exactly. You're not a teacher, right? I mean, you you, you can teach dance or yoga, but you can't teach, you know, maths or I don't know, whatever. Well, exactly. (laughs) That's the point. I've been teaching for 25 years, you know, dancing. I can can, can teach anyone from, you know, tiny tots to, to obviously elderly and, and it will be fine. Because this is my craft, this is my education, this is my knowledge. I can do that, mm. and I, I don't really know much about the spelling, the speedy sounds, and the rest of it. Yeah. And you know, like obviously, we like in a way we were lucky because Neil is five, and you know, obviously we I could, I could do a bit of homeschooling. The uh, the girls, you know, the twins, they they nearly fourteen, so they're very self sufficient, you know, in that sort of mm-hmm. kind of sense. But there was a lot of mom, and even my clients who like. You know, they have kids of six, seven and eight years of age and they all had a different um, uh, type of schoolwork for all of those three kids. And, and and it was like a five hours of schoolwork for all of them. I was like, oh, I just it was just so difficult for everyone. And I know everybody struggled, you know, with mental health in this lockdown. I think the last one was the worst thing really for everyone. Yoga is a massive part of your life, isn't it, Christine? I know you've done it for years. Mm. Did that really help you during the lockdown to be able to help other people? It, it, it did. And and what was kind of interesting, really, it, it was definitely a two-way street. Like I was saying that I'm so grateful for all these people who were still staying with us online and doing classes online. They were saying that they were helping them to get through, through the lockdowns and pandemic, but it was exactly the other way around, too. Because without them, you know, I didn't, I wouldn't feel the need to get on the mat and, and in front of my, you know, computer and do the classes. And I probably wouldn't have done anything. We'd just lay on the couch all day and eat crisps and, and, and feel sorry for myself. So it was just literally um, two-way street, you know, where people were so, well, grateful that we were doing all the things online. But, you know, it was definitely kind of another way around as well. So they were helping us very much as well. How's it been reopening the studio? Has everyone gone a bit nuts? Have all the yeah. classes all booked out? Well, and... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's great to see people back. You know, the first kind of class I taught, my hot yoga, 
which um, I, I don't know if you were like it's, it's called Bikram Yoga or Hot yeah. Yoga in the hot room, and we all were sweating in there. You know, it was like amazing. People was like, that feels incredible. That feels even better than I remember. You know, um, yeah. the classes and yeah people just can't wait to get back and start exercising properly and you know that teamwork you feel when you're in a group exercise kind of uh, uh, environment it just helps you know other people like a lot of people this is the lifestyle they work at home now and for them the almost only socializing they have actually go to a club like ours you know i mean do yoga do fitness classes so life changed a lot because a lot of people don't go to work anymore mm-hmm. and a lot of people will work remotely and you know like coming to the studios like that it's, it's it's their social life so it's amazing that people kind of now want to come back and do it all together again and so important for people's mental health as well like you say people that are working at home and, and aren't seeing people to go to a class and be around people whether that's yoga pilates gym there's a, a massive uh, amount that goes into people's mental health and well-being isn't there when you train absolutely absolutely and, and and that's what people were saying that it really affected them that they couldn't go work out or do yoga you know together and it was like again the rules were so strange because you can go like to a, a parent group with 15 parents and 15 toddlers but you couldn't have even like a six people like six adults together in a class for like a low impact class like yoga or pilates mm. it was really strange and you can't work it out how the rules were made you know and why like there was there was there was no sort of really kind of I don't know common sense to it but people obviously we were like only open this week last week on the 17th of May for indoor group exercises and so the whole month of April Ben and I were running classes outside you know in, uh, yeah. in, back in, in sort of a local park you know we were just renting in the cold <laughs> yeah because they, like you know people were just desperate to go and do something together and you know, yeah, so that's what we spent our all April doing in classes outside because that's the only thing we could do. How how is it how is Ben? How is he doing? Ben is okay now. You know, the, the whole kind of lockdown as well, like I said, it really affected him too. We spoke about it quite openly mm-hmm. in our interview with um Okay magazine. We we just kind of were really honest about it because we wanted to let people know that we as everyone else, you know, have the same issues and the same feelings, you know, and it, it, it was the same, you know, you just, you just, you just feel like you're living the same day over and over again. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's the fact that that's a lot that we couldn't, we knew business owners, you know, we opened the business kind of pre-pandemic, literally half a year before. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if we had a crystal ball in our hands, knowing about pandemic probably didn't, wouldn't open. Yeah. But it is what it is. So um, yeah, it's a lot of worries, a lot of sort of you know stress around it but we're just hopeful that the life will come back to normality and business will pick up and i'm sure a lot of other studios and a lot of other sort of you know business owners feel exactly the same i think you're absolutely right there christina well best of luck with uh strictly cabaret x um yeah thank I hope, you <laughs> hope it goes well and if it does come on tour definitely come and watch it'd be great oh uh, we'll let you know guys and thank <laughs> you for having me always thank a pleasure. you thank you're you really appreciate you. it okay. bye 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 bye, bye. Uh, well, thanks so much, uh, Christina. That was so lovely to to speak to her. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, exciting. Like, we, like we've been saying, really exciting to have everyone back and doing normal things again, isn't it? And isn't it like uh, just amazing that every week we come together and we do this show, I just feel like baby steps every week. We, we're just getting more and more things allowed, which is just so nice now and so positive. 100%.
Um, well, very exciting. We have uh, Nicole Steely here from uh, Real Housewives of Cheshire. So let's get her in. Let's bring her in. Hi. Hello, Nick. You're right, babes. Yes, thank you. Lovely to see you. Thank you for joining us this evening. How's it all going? I've just about got eyes there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you look gorgeous. Yeah, they're falling out of my head, I'm afraid. It's not good having a moment. You know, you've had a really busy day at the office. And my eyes, without my glasses, I think I'm, I might be squinting, so I apologise. <laughs> you genuinely look absolutely gorgeous. Nothing to worry about. Now, Bob was saying earlier that you two actually were hanging out this weekend. We were, absolutely. We were. It was so lovely to see, Nick. I was saying it's so nice because obviously I've not been able to see Tan in over a year and a half because of the pandemic and haven't been able to really see anyone that I don't work with as most people haven't been able to. How's it been for you since restrictions have started lifting and obviously filming's progressed? Do you know what? I mean, obviously, I mean, I've worked all the way through, actually, not just filming, but my industry um, is obviously RAL. So we've continued, although we've been quieter. Um, so I've been quite lucky in that way that I have obviously worked throughout. Um, I'm now ready for a holiday. <laughs> so I feel quite sure. Why everyone's very excited to get out. I'm actually thinking that I can do with a little rest. Um, so, and I'm not preempted any lockdowns. I'm not saying that. Um, so I'm actually quite lucky, I think, in that way. Although, obviously, even a lot of my work, I mean, it's quite interesting today. Um, met with clients at the office today and obviously we've usually been doing that on Zoom so that was actually quite nice you know just seeing actual clients in the flesh because we have obviously been doing a lot less of that and it's quite interesting the way that I was quite lucky the way that I'd set my business up probably pre-COVID the way that we'd moved from really big offices into lots more small satellite offices and just the way I felt that um, the world was kind of changing anyway and obviously it has even more so so we're quite lucky that we haven't got huge amounts of people in big offices so yeah for us we kind of without knowing already set up for this but yeah I'm, I'm good um, my kids are obviously grown up so I haven't had little ones to look after so haven't had to do any of the schooling or anything so I'm actually quite lucky <laughs> Yeah. Is it, is it kind of nice to leave the madness sometimes that is like reality TV and filming and like you say, you continue to do your business throughout? Do you like yeah. being able to jump between both? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I must admit, I mean, it's obviously this one, um, actually, from a filming perspective, actually, this has been easier than the previous one because um, I, I, I'd had the operation. And I think I was in, I'd probably gone back while I only had a day off, so I'd gone back far too quickly. And I think I kind of really wore myself out. Uh, so this has been a bit easier, although because we've just finished at 10, I, I am kind of on the you know, a little ready for a break, as I say. So, yeah, I mean, it's juggling everything. And like I said, though I haven't got small children, obviously they still, you know, need some stuff from you, as children do, <laughs> until they're adults. Um, yeah, I feel quite lucky that I've got to do the reality. I like to escape. Um, but I'm quite boring, actually. <laughs> I mean, I'm, the no, quite, quite, I'm actually quite boring, I think. Um, and I actually do quite like my own company. Um it's just the others that don't know. I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, this is what gets me in trouble when I say things like that. Um, but no, I actually, I I actually, I'm quite, I'm actually equally, we both are, Joe and I, um, are both quite happy, you know, to sit and watch a film, 
Um, and, you know, we're not always out, I must admit. Um, we're lucky that we go out for nice meals. So that's nice to be able to eat inside. We weren't really big on sitting outside in the cold. No. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, we went to an event, um, just a small local event, a local restaurant. First thing we've done in ages, but obviously we know them. And that was actually really nice. And we sort of bumped into a few people. So that was, that was let's say, quite nice. How has it been filming filming Housewives? Obviously, as the restrictions have started to open, has it has it been a different kind of situation filming? Yeah, I mean, I think you guys. I think we were at three last night, but the one before, um, which was the one that we were at Menagerie, which was episode two, that actually I think was probably the most difficult to film because we're a bit more um, restricted then, mm -hmm. and even the way that we could, you know, we were so far spread apart. Um, and obviously the NBC guidelines are even actually stricter than I think some of the UK guidelines um, interested me. So, yeah, and, and it does make it a little bit more difficult. Um, you know, if you want to throw something, it doesn't always hit them. <laughs> I'm only joking. I'm <laughs> taking your heel off to love that one, yeah. It's really, really annoying, though. <laughs> and, um, so, so from that point of view, you know, it is actually, it was quite challenging. I found actually up to, um, you know, just a bit more awkward to film. Um, although it's obviously a lot of people go, was it scripted? I mean, as you know, Bobby, it's not scripted at all, is it? Um, I mean, obviously they'll put you into situations and I think that's what I say. So that, that's been different. I think as we've, we've sort of progressed to the end and we've actually done a really a lot of, um, although we've had quite a bit of drama, there's actually been quite fun things. I mean, Lots of people laughing at my expense. <laughs> I've been, I've been in mud. I've been in a few lakes. I mean, I've horse ridden. I've, I've done. I'm like, I've turned into Rachel, who I've nicknamed Activity Girl, but I actually think it's me that's <laughs> Activity Girl. And I, I think they're just giving me activities until I really do something terribly wrong, like break something. I'm sure. <laughs> so. So it has been fun, you know, that has, we've been really lucky. We've done lots of outdoor, like outdoor stuff as well. So when we go into the trip, which obviously it's just coming up, um, it was actually a really great place. Although, first of all, I was thinking, oh, we're going to the lakes. Um, not that there's anything wrong, but it's not that far. And it's, you know, we're not going to Miami, are we? Um, <laughs> actually, it was a really good, I mean, although you can see, I think from last night, obviously um, Monday night's uh, episode, it kicks off quite dramatically. It's just that I'm not really aware of anything until it comes and hits me. So I'm having a lovely time, you know, <laughs> off I'm going, enjoying myself. On your own. Yeah, not, not knowing what was going on. Um, but no, very lucky again. And I say it got easier as we went on. Um, and we have done some nice things. So Nick, what kind of drama can us viewers see coming throughout the rest of the, the series? What little nuggets of... Oh, I um, <laughs> I'm involved. No. <laughs> Just watch me. No. Um, do you know what? I think um, it's actually quite... Um, I think people will see like a little bit of a shift. Um, and hopefully... I mean, I've really tried for Codegate to just stop. Um, you know, and <laughs> I have tried really hard, everybody. Give you a listen. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I think there was quite a sharp change, I think, which you've just seen as you're watching this episode um, of where I kind of am at with certain cast members. And there's a real quick shift. And I think it takes me 
um, quite unaware. So that does become quite dramatic. And I think that when the viewers watch the trip, um, they, I think, will be as shocked as I am um, when you see it pan out. I think by the end of the trip, I'm really genuinely quite taken back to where we end up. Um, and that was really, you know, it's real. Um, it really was real. Um, and look, at the end of the day, look, we've been in really tough times. You know, unfortunately, a group of, you know, quite feisty females, I'm not even gonna say strong women, because I think at times there's been quite childish behavior. Um, and even like my response that they show the clip at the end of this one, I'm a little bit like, was that too much? Um, but I think it's my, I think my buttons actually got a bit, had been pressed too many times. And it's only, you know, I did respond with a couple of swear words, which I wasn't happy with myself about. <laughs> I try not to really swear, but yeah, same come out. So yeah, I don't think that's a different side. And actually I think that I probably only get to about 60%. I still don't think that I've gone at anybody at a hundred percent. You ain't gone in in yet. No, 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 because I, I wouldn't really want to do that. I save that just for my husband. I <laughs> 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 only have the men that work on track. No. Do you know it's a difference? Obviously, being an Essex girl originally and then yeah. moving up north, do you notice the difference, even though it's only like four and a half hours away, in terms of just the way we deal with things down south compared to up north? Yeah, I, I think there is, I mean, I've got an incredibly dry sense of humour and I hadn't realised just how dry my sense of humour. I mean, I'm the girl that goes to the cinema and I'm not really laughing. I'm laughing at the, I'm laughing at the people laughing. And like, I quite often don't get what others are particularly, I don't think it's that funny. So I don't like obvious humour. Um, so I think I'm a bit like that, but I have noticed definitely a difference. Um, I need to say this quite tactfully, which I do struggle with sometimes. No, that's um, right. uh, Don't worry about the tact. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, uh, and, and not always, but I, it's quite often when we're filming, um, production will often say to me, it, it, I'm always uh, two steps, my humour is like a couple of steps ahead of the catch-up. So sometimes I think that causes a bit of confusion, let's say. So... But yeah, yeah. Sometimes they've missed the point of when it was actually funny, and then it's no longer funny. So maybe it's a northern thing. I don't know. Um, but on the on the other hand, actually, no traffic in the north, and people are actually are very warm. Um, but yeah, I mean, like we're doing a show as well, aren't we? So everything is much more dramatic. And and to be fair, look, if if you were in real life and you weren't getting on with someone. Um, if I'd got to the point where I was like the other night, I probably just wouldn't mix with them, would I? Um, yeah. But we are in a group where we film together, and we are, and we do, we are, you know, we do socialise off camera as well. Obviously, when we're allowed to. Um, so you know, we have got friendships, and they are real. But equally, you know, some people potentially at certain times you might not be seeing, but then you have to film together. Yeah. You know what it's like. You do it. Yeah, definitely. I wanted to ask you, Nick, because last year, last series, sorry, you didn't have a reunion, did you? No. 
Uh, are you going to have one this series? Do you know yet? No, I do know, actually. I think I, hopefully I'm not going to get in trouble. I don't think I am. I think I can say. When, um, when we went into this one, when we got the remit of doing it, I think it had been agreed by the channel because of COVID that they weren't going to program one in. Um, so we knew we weren't going to have an overseas trip regardless and we knew that there wouldn't be a reunion at the end of this one but what I can say is that for season 14 um of obviously unless anything locks down completely there will be an overseas trip and there will be a big reunion so I think it's going to be almost like one big season in effect I know we'll have a break because I think filming restarts again on the 1st of August I mean we I've got like one scene left this week and pickups um, which obviously just for obviously our masters and then we are completely finished but they're back filming I believe well, it's the end of July or beginning of August um, and then they'll have a big which I think will be quite good and you understand why they did it for time slots they they did do what you know they knew what the plan was um, so no uh, there isn't one this time because yeah. I guess as well there's half got to be a massive stage and a lot of sofas to have all your wives <laughs> yeah, on the what are you saying? <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? As, as much, I, I don't I mean, look as big in real life. You saw me. No, you're lovely. You're lovely. I just don't have a face for TV. That is not true. With the social distance, it would half be hard to have you all being socially distanced. I don't even think... Yeah, I think a lot of the franchise that have tried to do Zoom ones... I don't yeah. think the Zoom reunions work as much. No. No. Well, we did um, we did the, the not the last one, the one before, which was my first one, which we got locked down. Well, I'd only done five episodes, and they did make it into obviously more. Um, and so my first reunion was actually on my anniversary, and I was sat on a stool for fourteen hours. Oh. And yet we and literally it was it was really hard, yeah. And I think they decided that they definitely wouldn't do it that way again. It was it was really really hard going. I mean, because you're dropping in and out, you can't hear everything, um, and then if people are really annoying you, you can just mute them. Which is <laughs> <laughs> which is which is something people are going to probably want to take forward into their real lives now, aren't they? Yeah, I've got a button now. Just <laughs> are you kind of looking forward though to having a bit of a break? You said you've obviously got now a couple of months. Have you got anything planned in that time? Um, well, I've literally well, what was planned? I was supposed to be at a wedding in Turkey, and I've got um, I've, I've well, Turkey's own... red list is now. Well, it is. <laughs> Yeah, so well, they're looking at moving out of that. But I don't know. So the plan was we were supposed to go to the wedding. That's kind of been moved. And I've actually got um, a twisted cartilage in my nose um, on the end here. And actually, the cartilage is pushing its way out. So my nose is growing <laughs> longer and longer. It's not a great look. So I was supposed to be going to get it fixed. Um, so don't know if that's happening. Uh, and then we obviously were supposed to go away, but where we don't know at the moment because things keep changing and moving um so it is quite difficult but we originally our plan was for this summer that we were going to rent a house in Bali and kind of the kids could have come over when they wanted to and the family because we hadn't seen everybody so if I think things have moved along a little bit quicker we would just thought we'd go for six weeks eight weeks or whatever rent a house and then you know people could come and visit you know, but that's not kind of worked out, which is a bit disappointing. So my mum's 70 this year and oh. my middle my middle daughter's 21. Um, so that's in September. 
So it would have been nice, but potentially next year. And obviously, I think the plan was Vegas for my middle daughter's 21st. Really for us, not for her. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. You might be able to. I had a friend who Maybe. came over from America. It, has hap- it is yeah. happening, especially if you've been vaccinated, you know, so it's like yeah. there's less risk. Well, than... yeah. And another friend of ours is their 25th. They live in Miami now. Uh, well, actually, Fort Lauderdale. And he's flying everybody out for their wedding anniversary. So I'm really hoping we get to do that as well but who knows that'd be lovely wouldn't it just take to look forward tony yeah. it's just if nice not, to have plans isn't it if not i'm going back to wales now <laughs> <laughs> well um well nicole thank you so much for joining us this evening really oh, appreciate it and uh best luck with the rest of the series thank you nick thank hopefully you. see bye. you soon darling you take care bye bye, bye. she's bye. she's so like happy upbeat i like her she's good so lovely hearing people talk about their potential holiday plans. I know. Trying to forget all these countries, Miami's. Bowling. Yeah, God, what 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 a world we live in. Um, yeah, exciting. Uh, well, our final guest of the evening, uh, Arlene Phillips, is here. So let's get her in. Come on, Arlene. I'm sure she's never had that before. <laughs> Hello. Hi there. I'm so so excited to speak to you. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Well, Arlene, it's very exciting to have you on and we're terribly excited to have you here because you ha- are a very busy woman. Finally, we've, we've got things to do and things, to, places to go and people to see. So, so tell us about some of the things you've got coming up. Well, it's really, really exciting. And I thought that 2020 was going to be an exciting year. I had five shows uh, coming up and then suddenly it all stopped. Mm-hmm. But now... The shows have return are returning and and a new one. So I have a woman woman show coming up where I talk about everything to do with Arlene Phillips, back the stage in the theatre, on a film set, on making music videos, the gossip that happens behind the finished product. Um, and then I start with a concert version of Hair at the London Palladium on the the thirteenth of um, June and followed by the 29th of June in Southampton. Then I go into work on a workshop of a new show called What's New Pussycat, uh, which is the Tom Jones novel, the Henry Fielding, Fielding novel. And it has all the legendary Tom Jones songs and it's set in the 60s, it's wild. I mean, could you have any more on? You're, I mean, <laughs> incredibly busy. So, 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 yeah. You, I, I believe your your one woman show. It's you in in conversation, isn't it? So, yes, it is. Um, so, yes. can, so, will people be able to ask questions, or is it you? I know it's Lavoir, isn't it, doing the yes. the hosting? Of course, they can they can ask questions. You just have to find a way to do it at the moment in the theatre because you know. You know, wheel the microphone around. <laughs> yeah. It's all very very strange. Um, so there are a lot of things that we're not sure, due to the pandemic, that that it will pass the COVID test, if you like. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll wait and see. And then, um, as soon as I have um, completed the workshop um, for What's New Pussycat, I go straight on to uh, the production of Hair, which is a new... Um, production. We did it in 2019. We were supposed to go out in 2020, and we've all come back together, and that's going out 
with Peter Andre as Teen Angel and Vince Fontaine. <laughs> oh wow, amazing! I mean, that's definitely one to get to the get to the yeah. theatres for. And and you mentioned you, uh, you, the Share Show as well. Yes. Please tell us about that because this is this has come from Broadway. Is that right? Yes. It, well, it, it's the Broadway show, but we're making some changes, which is brilliant because I'm directing it and we're allowed to make some changes and look at the show. Um, it's sensational. It's a sensational show has all the great um, Cher songs in it and her life story. Mm -hmm. And, uh, <coughs> and Oti Mabuthi is choreographing and Gabriella Slade, who did all the costumes for Six and for the Spice Girl, is doing the lavish costumes. And we're like this, these three women who are like just determined to make this a show that every woman, any age, and of course, everyone too. You know? uh, Arlene, I was going to say, not Hello. just women. I'm, I'm mentally, physically, spiritually there already. Where do you reckon this is going to happen? Because I, I need to get onto, I need to get online and get some tickets. Uh, we opened in April, and it's so amazing because I've heard, you know, on on my social media from so many drag queens saying. <laughs> I can play share. I do share. Yeah, I bet they all think they can play share. Can I come to rehearsals? So yeah, I think everyone is going to fall in love with this show. It's it's amazing. I think that that your career is still as strong as it's ever been. You know, you you you've really never slowed down. Do you think you ever will or want to? You just want to keep up the keep up the pace. I I actually I think. If the pandemic hadn't happened, I don't think I would have known how to slow down mm -hmm. or ever experienced slow down. Mm -hmm. But it, it has definitely taught me a thing or two. And also um, my daughter, my oldest daughter had one baby before the pan pandemic began and one baby during the pandemic. So, you know, as we went over almost a year, um, and I want my grand granddaughters to know who the grandma is. I yeah. want them to have um, the knowledge of who I am, and, and as a part of that um, family, my daughters didn't have my mother. So, mm -hmm. in that sense, I have to think very carefully about the things I choose to do. I don't want to stop working yet while I'm still able, but I think there's a time when suddenly, you know, you wind down and, and there's so many wonderful upcoming directors, choreographers, creators, and everybody deserves their time. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, Arlene, you ain't going to tell me you're retiring anytime soon, are you? <laughs> no. Because you're going to go part-time, still see the grandkids. You've got too much on at the minute. Yeah. Like we've got Cher to deal with first. There's no yeah. retiring allowed yet. Cher <laughs> with the hair. Yes. <laughs> Oh, you, God, you, you've obviously, uh, you know, looking back over your career, dealt with a lot of divas. I think it's fair to say. Um, what What have been some of your most standout memories from from the big names that you've worked with over over that well, over the decades? To say divas, because I think I have just about worked with all the major female divas, even you know, with Joan Jett, Aretha Franklin, Whitney Houston, Diana Ross. On a summer, we, you know, so many of them never share. So I'm now glad that share is there. And of course, 
those other divas, Elton John and Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury, yeah. You know, just wild and wonderful and so many exciting memories. And, and you know, like Tina Turner, when I was making Private Dancer, we were making it in, the, in this dance hall, which they had discovered had been, um, uh, had asbestos, asbestos in the roof and they were gonna have to close it down. We were making the video the night before, the dressing room, everything was a mess. And there was Tina Turner sitting amongst the dancers, chatting away about her life and her stories. So that was very special. And then Diana Ross was quite firm, you know, call me Miss Ross. Mm -hmm. uh, and everyone had to um, kind of treat her very differently, like to everybody else, nudge, nudge, you know, elbows. Yeah. But at the end of the day, towards the end of the day, she was just one of the 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 team that was making the video and that was lovely uh, yeah i've had the most amazing life the most amazing experiences and what was freddie mercury like arlene freddie i you know i worship freddie i mean i was a massive fan before i ever met him and when i first met him i met him in a basement flat in earl's court which is, I didn't realize at the time, is where he had all his uh, meetings and the door was open with this strapping guy with leather straps and leather trousers taking me into the room to meet Freddie to go through the video. Um, and I thought, mm, this is unusual for a <laughs> rock star to live here in this basement flat. Um, and then Freddie was... Oh, uh, someone that was so creative. So when he made a music video, he didn't say, go away, tell me what I've got to do, which Elton sort of did, you know, just tell me I'll be there on the day, I'll turn up, do mm -hmm. what you want. But Freddie Fred, was completely involved, totally committed. Um, eventually, as I did um, and worked on more videos with Freddie, I went to the house the actual house in Kensington, which was stunning. I when bet. you did that shot, you think, hmm, how can a superstar live? <laughs> <laughs> I did actually want to ask you as well, um, obviously Eurovision just happened this weekend and you've been involved with it before. <laughs> obviously it, uh, it didn't quite go as planned this year to come, to come in last place. What do you think is the, is the way for the UK to come back? It seems to me, as we actually discussing at the top of the show, is to it needs to be the best song. It needs to be the best, most Im impactful song. And then everything else comes next. What do you think? I totally believe that. Although I do believe the UK has got a fight on their hands. Mm -hmm. I really don't like to say it, but I think Europe hates us. <laughs> you know, we pulled, you know, we pulled um, a bone out of the ribcage that's Europe and it's painful. Um, and so I don't think they, um, they like us. So you're right. We have to come back with a song and a performance and an artist or a group that is irresistible. I mean, on the bricks, did you see Oli Alexander and Elton John? Mm -hmm. I was dying watching that. Now, I know it was Elton and Ollie. It was more than that. It was the arrangement. It was the song. Mm -hmm. It was the drama of, you don't need five or six people, whatever you're now allowed. Um, you need that. 
you need passion you need yeah. drive you need you need something that you cannot resist you have to be more than and and we're not that was not exciting can you rem- can you remember the tune <laughs> I can because I'm a massive Eurovision fan but I, I totally re- understand your point whereas something like Italy or France this year went for it you know they really went for it they believed in their convictions they went for it and I think that's what we need to do I think a lot of countries did and actually mm. I was quite surprised that Lithuania I think it was you know I was surprised at the staging the yeah. interesting really interesting movement um, but I think what happened there were so many good songs, yeah. you know, that anything else just got kind of pushed away. Uh, anything silly. People want good music. They want Eurovision to produce a hit. And mm-hmm. I think that everyone is behind that. Yeah. And we have- Do you think the aftermath of Brexit will stay with us for years to come, though, when it comes to Eurovision? I think Brexit's going to hit people hard for a long, long time. I work a lot in Germany. I have a show running there, Starlight Express, Andrew Lloyd Webber's amazing um, show on roller skates. It has been there, I think, 33 years before we were shut with the pandemic. Um, It's seen by everyone in Germany. It's absolutely huge. And their fears now of, we cast, I mean, 90% of our performance are from the UK. It's Mm -hmm. all our training that is so spectacular here for musical theater they hire the company they they teach them to speak german it's an industry uk performers working in germany it's it's like broadway there are so many shows yeah and they're an amazing training ground they're amazing to go from a college to work there because it's tough it's hard a lot of shows discipline um but I, I think that it's going to take a long time to, to um, quell... Like find a new normal sort of thing. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, there is angst about it at the moment. Mm. And we haven't really, I don't believe, seen the half of it because we're so weighted down by the pandemic and COVID mm. that it's kind of gone under the radar. But I think it's gone under... Uh, our radar, radar, but Europe, are re- you know, I think they're going to fight this all the way. Yeah, yeah. Well, Arlene, I mean, what, what? Uh, thank you so much for for coming on. Really appreciate it, and, and great speech, and and best of luck with all of your projects. Um, thank you. And excited to to yes. hear all about them. And um, I'll let you know when it's all set in for my one woman show. Please do, please do. Please do. We're there, Arlene. <laughs> We're there. We'll yes. be there. Okay. Thank you so much, Arlene. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. What an amazing woman. I, I, I really am not. Uh, I, I really do mean it when I say. I mean, what an incredible career she's had and continues to have. Oh my god, I could talk to her all night. She's one of them people that I would love to go for dinner and drinks. Oh yeah, need a couple of glasses of wine. Spend the <laughs> night with a bottle. Just a bottle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would love to know so many things. What a career, like you say. <laughs> Uh, well, that was an excellent show as ever. Uh, well, I, 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 I won't be here next week, Bob. So what have you got coming up in the next fortnight? Anything exciting? Uh, next fortnight. Obviously, Tau is all done now, isn't it? So Tau is all done. So that's finished now for a few months. Got a few little work projects, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, catching up with, I'm going to go and see Nanny Norris again. I've mm-hmm. got a couple of things with friends coming up. I feel like things are 
yeah, well, things are looking good now. Okay, dinners, yeah. dinners, lunches. How about you? Obviously, you're going home for the week. For the week. Yeah, going home for the week. I've got a little bit of rowing. I actually have to go Christmas shopping to buy some presents oh. for some family that I uh, that I missed out the first time around. Who now like, oh, can't wait to give you a Christmas present. Didn't get you one, so I'm going to have to pop to the shops. <laughs> um so yeah just just lots of that and hopefully i'll feel a bit better in the coming days as well because that's playing on my mind but um but other than that yeah just looking forward to to well messing around with my nephews and just having a nice time you know just uh normal things so well, exciting times. family all their love and i'm wishing you better steve bless thank you, you very much thank you very much bobby i appreciate that um well i will see everyone in fortnight uh, and you. I'll see you guys next week. And um, Steve, you'll be missed, but I'll see you in two weeks, babes. Yes, you will, babes. Speak to you soon. Bye, guys. Stay Bye. safe.